I'm expecting the Lord and I, I know He is faithful. I'm expecting Him to do uh, what He does very well to heal. And He always does. Uh, and we heal today. I don't think we've ever had any healing service and uh, we left, no one was healed. Never, I've never seen that. People always get healed. Uh, meeting into Nigeria, we're still having the testimony. People still letting us know that they've been healed. But the good part is not the healing. The good part is they are in church. They now know their God. And they are serving Him. But his sickness is a very terrible thing. And we'll talk about that. And Jesus came to make us well. Amen. Father, we just ask that you speak to us today through your Holy Spirit. This is your hour. This is our hour. And we thank you, Lord. Because we know your word will not return to your void. You're here with us according to your word. And I know without a doubt that you will confirm your word with signs following. That's the way you are. You've always been this way. You will not change today. You are the same yesterday, today, forever. Thank you. Thank you, Master. In Jesus' name. Amen. Question in the church today is, will God heal everyone? Is it God's will to heal everyone? That's a major question. And what we see in the natural, and what we have experienced in the natural and in the church, will tell us, or tells us, mm, maybe. <laughs> because of what we see with people who are believers, who are Christians. Sometimes, even Christians think God is more compassionate on people who are not saved because he needed to heal them so that they can get saved. But if they are already saved, he forgets them. We don't see it. But the way we walk, we tend to walk that way. Nearly everyone believes that God can heal. Well, there's no doubt about that. Everyone who believes in God Believes that God can heal. No doubt about that. How big a problem is, is it? We believe God can heal. No matter how bad it is. Even if you're dead, God can raise you. Everyone believes that. Everyone knows God can heal. God can raise from the dead. God can do anything. That's what we believe. God can do anything. The only question is... Will God do it for all? Or is it God's will to do it for me? What about me? I know God can heal, but what about my situation? Will God heal me? That's usually the question. And what we've heard in the church says that's not the case. That God heals sometimes when he's feeling good. And when he's not happy because somebody's made him mad, he says, I'm not going to heal you guys today. Come back next week. And I heal him when I'm feeling good. Today, I'm in a bad mood. 
So I'm not in the healing mood, okay, sons and daughters? Come back next week. When I'm in a nice mood. But God can. In Genesis 18, verse 14, the Bible tells us this. Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Now, Sarah's womb was dead. The Bible tells us that. Sarah's womb was totally dead. She was about 90 years old. That was an impossible situation. Sarah laughed at it, and God says, look, there is nothing that God cannot do. There is nothing too hard for God. The problem that you're going through is not too hard for God. The sickness you have in your body today is not too hard for God to heal. God says, is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will give life to a womb. Ninety years old, at the appointed time. Everyone said, today is my appointed time. Today is your appointed time. The Bible tells us that, Second Corinthians chapter 6. Today is the day. Now is the accepted time. Today is the appointed time. So God said, in the, at the appointed time, I will be present with you. And I will give life to that dead womb. And you have a son. Amen. And then you call his name Isaac because everyone will laugh. 90 years old woman pregnant, you know. <laughs> so is it the will of God to heal all? Do we really believe that? Do we act like that? You know, the Bible tells us in Second, uh, third John chapter 1, verse 2, it says, Beloved, I pray... That you may prosper in some things. Oh, thank you very much. I was just checking if you're awake. <laughs> I, be, I pray that you prosper in all things. And be in health. Just as your soul prosper. Now, look at the word they said. I pray. And so you think, well, John was praying. No. It was the Holy Ghost that was praying through John. What that is, is that's his will, that's his desire. For you to prosper in all things. That's the will of God for your life and for you to be in health at all times. Because your soul has already begun to prosper. After you receive Christ, God says this comes together. It's part of the package. I am praying. The Holy Ghost said, I'm praying. Through John, he has to pray through somebody. I'm praying that you prosper in all things and be in health because your soul has begun to prosper. That's the will of God. Now, if you doubt that, you can read in uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27. Likewise, I'm, I'm quoting it. Likewise, the Spirit helps our infirmities or our weaknesses. For we don't know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us according to the will of God. So who is doing the praying? The Spirit Himself is making intercession. That's what John is saying. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper 
In all things. He's the Spirit that's praying. The Spirit Himself makes intercession for us. How? According to the will of God for your life. So it was the Holy Ghost that was praying through John, saying, I wish that I pray that you, be, you prosper in all things and be in health. Even as your soul prospers. If you prosper in all of these areas, you will be complete. That you may be complete, lacking nothing. According to the scriptures. So it's God's will. Now, Jesus was the will of God in flesh and blood. Jesus was the will of God in flesh and blood. In other words, if you look at Jesus, you'll find the will of God. If you look at him and see the way he behaves, what he allows, what he disallows, you'll find the will of God. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 1, he was the express image. He was the brightness of God's glory, the express image of his person. And in 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 16, he says, God was manifest in the flesh. He became flesh. God himself was in Christ Jesus. So if he moved his hand, that was the will of God. To move his hand. Amen. So Jesus was the express image of the Father. He was the will of God. Everything he did was the will of God in flesh and blood. He was showing us fully so that you can never mistake it. He can never be mistaken. When you look at the life of Jesus and the things he allowed, the things he disallowed, what he said, you are totally getting fully, without holding back, the full will of God. He was the express image of the Father. And then Jesus himself said, in Hebrews chapter 10, I came to do your will, O God. And in John, Jesus said, the Father is with me because I always do the things that please Him. He said, I came to do His will, my Father's will, and to complete it. So when you look at the life of Jesus, He was fully expressing the will of God. He said, I do nothing on my own. What I see the Father doing, that's exactly what I do. He is showing me this thing that He is doing, and I'm doing them likewise. John chapter 5. That's what Jesus is doing. Now, how did he express the will of God with regards to healing? Because we can tell, I don't have to listen to that flaky preacher who is going to depend on human experience to determine what God's will is. So he equates the will of God with human experience. If it doesn't happen to this person, then it must not be the will of God. I don't care what the word says. We stay with the scriptures. And that's, it's so clear. That's why I have so much confidence in God healing. Because the Bible says in, in um, Mark chapter 16, the Lord walked with them as they went out to preach. He was there confirming the word that they spoke with signs following. If you see it, God will confirm it. I don't have to worry. I don't have sleepless nights. I know God will heal them. I know God will heal you this morning. I don't have any doubt God will heal you. Get ready to get well. That's God is going to do it. No doubt in my mind. Because He walks with us, confirming the word with signs following. He is there. If you speak the right word, He confirms it. His eyes run to and fro in all the earth. Just to confirm His word. He said, His word will not return to Him void. He watches over His word to make sure He's done. That's the God I serve. I can't serve a God I can trust. 
He's only doing stuff when he's happy. That's not, that's, I can't trust him. You can't have a relationship with somebody you can't trust. That's the truth. That's faith. Faith is trusting him. If he says it, he'll do it. If he knows you don't trust him, he can't have a relationship with you. You can't have a relationship with somebody you can't trust. That's going to be a very hard relationship. You want to get away from it. Human, the same with God. So Jesus, how did he express himself in the way of healing? You know, 17 times in the scriptures, the Bible tells us Jesus healed everyone that, was, that came to him for healing. 17 times. 47 times in the gospel. 47 times. He healed individuals that came. Every one of them. Two, three, one. He healed them. 17 times. How much more do you want for him to demonstrate the will of God for your life? That is, it is God's will to heal all of them. If it was not God's will to heal everybody, so Jesus was breaking God's will every time, those 17 times. Because it wasn't God's will to heal all, but he was doing it anyway. 17 times. The first time he did, he healed all of them. The second time, he healed all of them. Multitudes. The Bible will tell you that. Multitudes. It didn't matter what they had. Think about it. And you know that the Bible says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And they will lie. We say it from this mouth, and then we say something else from another mouth. Because we are looking at this man's experience. He's a saintly brother. And the brothers were sick and died. So if it was God's will to heal everybody, how come brother saint so and so died? Well, forget brother saint so and so. I don't know what he does in his secret. I don't. I don't know what his relationships are. I don't know what kind of bitterness or love he has in his heart. I can define God's word based on one man's experience. I stay with God's word. That's all. That's all. You stay with God's word. Seventeen times. He healed every one of them. And there were not just a few. There was multitudes. Think about it. If you were in that multitude, among those people, guess what? He healed you. The only difference is the, the multitude understood their rights. <laughs> a base Jewish people. That's our Messiah. He's going to heal me. It was their right. Do you remember the story? They went to Jesus and they were begging him. They said, come and heal this Gentile. You have, then they told him, you have to do it for, for him. Because see, he loves our people. They were demanding. <laughs> they knew he was their Messiah. And since he loves our nation, our nation, you have to heal him. And guess what? Jesus said, okay, I'll do it. That was for a Gentile. Because his people, the people of God, asked him to. And guess what? It was the will of God. He always did what his father told him to do. It was God's will. I'm going to read some scriptures to let you know how to support what I was saying. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 23 and 24, And Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues. Their synagogues, not one. All Galilee. That's Cana. That's Bethsaida. That's um, Capernaum. All of those cities. He went preaching the word of God. 
He was preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing what? All kinds of sickness. And all kinds of disease among the people. All kinds. If he healed all kinds, then everyone was healed. Yeah, everyone was healed. Verse 24, and his fame went throughout all Syria. So the world started going out. All over. And they brought to him, how many? All sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments. And those who were demon-possessed. They even included demon-possessed people and epileptics and paralytics, paralyzed people. They included all of them. And guess what he did? He healed all of them. Not only in Galilee, the fame went out all over Syria. And people were hearing about this new prophet that has come around. And he's healing everybody. And he said, true, he healed everybody? Yeah. And they said, I'm going. I'm going. I've been suffering for five years. I'm going. And they all came to him and found it to be true. He healed all of them. And he'll heal you this morning in Jesus' name. He'll take that pain away from your body this morning in Jesus' name. God will not allow his word to fall to the ground. Even as I'm speaking, God will begin to heal your body. We've seen that happen. He heals while I'm speaking. Because I like it that way because I don't have to spray, pray or scream or spray you, you know, when you're kind of... <laughs> Because when I pray for you, sometimes I spray people, you know. I spray them. And they receive the anointing, right? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but that's what he did. He is my Savior. I'm so proud of him. He is so faithful. So loving. He loves us so much. He doesn't want us to suffer a thing. He says, put all their pain on me. I can handle that. So they can have fun in life. I came that they might have life. And that they might have it more abundantly. I want them to enjoy life. Let them say always in their bed when they, when they wake up in the morning. My, that God, my father, you're God. I'm willing to take their pain. Amen. In Matthew chapter 14. Now there's a real curious scripture. I tell you, this is fun here. This is really good. Amen. In Matthew 14, verse 34 through 36. And when they had crossed over, they came to the land of Gennesaret. And when the men of that city recognized him, I like you to think. A little bit. <coughs> Excuse me. Here was Jesus. And he comes into town and, and he have all these uh, disciples, apostles, all around him. And he walks into town. And the guys... Look and say, who are these guys? These are strangers. Where are they coming from? How they come? There's so many of them. And they look. Ooh, uh, Jesus? And Jesus says, oh yes. Oh, Jesus of Nazareth? Hey, we'll be hearing about you. Okay? Look at what they did. He says, and when the men of that place, the Nazareth, recognized him, they realized this is the Jesus we've been talking about. We've been hearing about. They sent out into all that surrounding region. So it wasn't only in that Gennesaret. All the surrounding region. Everywhere. Okay? Brought to him all who were sick. 
So think about this. Jesus got into town and they said, Jesus, that's Jesus of Nazareth. Oof, he's the guy that heals everybody that's sick. Hey, we don't want any sick, body, any sick person in our city anymore. Go get all of them. Go. He said, they said to all the region, we don't even want any sick person in our region. Go get all of them. So they went from door to door. Hey, you got any sick person in here? So, what do you want? Yeah, Jesus of Nazareth is in town. Bring him. He, he's, got to, he's got to get well. We don't want any sick person in our region. Bring him out. I said, he's so sick. If you, if you move him, he, he probably die. Oh, let him die. Bring him home. Well, they're taking him to Jesus right now. He's going to get well. Amen. Amen. That's the way it was. They were excited. They were excited. They went everywhere. And then when they brought everybody in, they, they, they got there and said, Oh my God, what have we done? We got too many people. What are we going to do? He's just passing through. Now we, what are we going to do? Hey, hey, how are we going to handle this? He can't lay his hand on all of them. That's going to take a lot of time. Well, what are we going to do? So they went to Jesus. Now, I'm going to read that scripture back. He said, And they begged him, verse 36, that they might only touch the hem of his garment. As the word spoke a good word on that. And as many, as many as touched it, were made, how? Perfectly whole. You know what was happening in my mind, okay? They got there. My wife is shaking her head. <laughs> but they got there and they said, Ooh, what are we going to do? Said, Oh, we've talked to the master and he says you can touch his clothes, okay? So you guys get in a line, okay? It's going to be one by one. Everybody's going to take his turn. But think about it. All of them won't rush at him at the same time, right? Oh, you have to come one by one. So they all get in the fire. Real long line to the next city, right? <laughs> and the guys, if you're in the tenth place, you know, and you're looking in front, you see that blind man is doing this, and somebody leading him, and he goes, and then they, they take his, they, somebody takes, directs his hand, and he touches. And then all of a sudden he says, Hey, I can see! I can see! And he takes off running and touching people around. And you are standing in the line. And what you do is, you look around and say, Hey, I move the line real fast. What's your, what's your problem? Touch him, touch him. All you got to do is touch him and move. You're delaying. I can't wait for my turn. You move the line! Just touch and go! Is it that difficult? Just touch and go, please. It's my turn. And then you count. One, two, three. Boy, oh boy. This is the only three people left. I can't wait for my turn. Oh, today is my day. That's the way it was. They were excited. They came with confidence. We're coming the same way today. See, that's the way we should come. That's the same way we should come. That's how we come to the Lord. He healed everyone that touched. I don't think Jesus was sitting down there saying, it's my father that put me through this. <laughs> now I got to sit down here and watch all these crazy people, touch, sick people touching my body. I'm sure he was excited. I'm sure he was laughing as the one that was lame was kicking his foot all around and said, look at that. And meanwhile the guys are touching and rejoicing. I'm sure his father was so happy he was full of joy. He loved it. He sat for hours and everyone touched. That's how much he wants you well. 
He'll sit with you until you get well. That's how He wants us well. He healed all of them. In, in uh, please receive your healing while I'm speaking. Don't wait for prayer. Don't wait for a prayer. Yes, we'll get our prayer partners here. Receive your healing. God will. You may feel, you may not feel anything. It doesn't matter. What's going to happen is your pain will just will not be there anymore. And you know you've healed. You're healed. And say it. Say it. Let it come out of your mouth. Claim your healing immediately. Say it. I'm healed. Don't be afraid to share it. Because what the enemy is going to tell you is, don't ever say you're healed. Because what if it's not real? <laughs> don't listen to him. Immediately voice it. Once you give it voice, God confirms it. That's your act. Amen. Like Jesus said to the man, stretch out your hand. You stretch it out. And God will restore it. Amen. That's what it is. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 16 and 17. <coughs> he tells us that when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon possessed. And he cast out the spirit with a word and healed all again. All who were sick. You know the Bible, Jesus himself said, at the mouth of two or three witnesses, let the matter be established. He's done it 17 times. Establishing forever. But no one doubt is God's will to heal in every case. Every case. And it's God's will to heal at all times. No matter what it is. He has that great compassion. He's always on our side. I don't care what the doctor said. They are not God. God has promised you long life if you are a Christian. He said, with long life I will satisfy you. And he doesn't have to to apologize to some stupid cancer. If I had known that they would have cancer, I I wouldn't have said that. But I'm sorry I said that. No. That cancer would die. That heart problem will die. And it will die right now while I'm speaking. Because Jesus is here with us. That cancer, that disease, whatever it is. He's dying right now as we speak. So that you can have life. And have it more abundantly. It's the will of God. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon possessed. And he cast out the spirit with a word. And healed all who were sick. And this day, he said, he did it that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. On this particular night, you remember in in Luke chapter 4, Jesus went into uh, the synagogue and he said, give me that book, the Torah, and he opened it up. And he read from the place where it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And then he sat down and says, Today, this scripture is fulfilled. Yes, That's what he was doing here. He was fulfilling the scripture about him, himself, that was written by Isaiah. And guess what he did? On that day, he healed everyone, even those who were demon-possessed. He came to heal us. If you're sick in your body, then God's full will in your life has not been fulfilled. The enemy still has some inroad. It's not your fault. If something happened, whatever that is, the enemy had an inroad. But when you know the truth, 
The Bible says, and you shall know the truth. And the truth will make you free. If the Son makes you free, guess what? You will be free indeed. So Jesus is still fulfilling that scripture today. Because it was written of him. As long as there is a sick person on the earth that's looking to him for healing, that scripture is being fulfilled right now. And Jesus is being very careful to make sure he fulfills everything that was written of him. He's doing it. He's doing it right now. He's healing your body right now. He's taking the sickness out of your body right now where you're seated. Because you may be here listening to me, but he is here. I'm reading his word. He's speaking to you. It's you also. Don't exempt yourself. It's you. It's fact. You. He was fulfilling that. He loved that night, I believe, because he deliberately was fulfilled what was written. In Hebrews chapter 10, he says, I came to do your will. It was written of me. To fulfill everything that was written in the book. And if you look into him, that word will be fulfilled today. In Jesus' name it will be. What was Matthew talking about? What did Isaiah write that Matthew quoted? That Jesus bore your sickness. If Jesus bore your sickness, you have no right to bear it. True. If Jesus bore your sickness, then it is illegal for Satan or anything or bacteria, whatever it is. As long as that thing was created by God, no being, no thing can put sickness on you that Jesus took from you and bore himself. That's illegal. It can, by the law of the universe, by spiritual laws that governs everything, it's illegal for the enemy to do this. And all you have to say to the enemy, look, it is written. And he'll back away. That's the truth. It is written. Because that's the law of the universe. I don't have to fight. Just remind him what is written. And stand your ground. And he knows to say yes. See, God cannot come into your life unless you let him. He cannot. I stand at the door and knock. That's God Almighty. God who has such great power cannot come into a man's life unless you let him. He'll stand at the door, uh, uh, you know, by your door all your life, even until you die. If you don't open it, he'll never come in. Does he want to come in? Oh, yes. You shut him out. But the day you open the door, he comes in. The same thing, devil doesn't have any right into your life unless you let him. You open the door somewhere, maybe you were not aware, my people perish for lack of knowledge. You open the door somewhere, maybe your grandfather opened the door somewhere, and, and then he came in. But the day you know the truth, you say, no, 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 no. I'm going to give you quick notice. Your time is up. You need to leave now. I don't want you anymore. And guess what? He leave. If you tell Jesus, I don't want you in my life anymore, guess what? You start acting silly after that. That's just the law of the universe. It works that way. And the same thing with sickness. It's what you tolerate that God will... Okay, then you want it. And sometimes we say to God, well, take my headache. God says, what will I do with your headache? I don't want it. So let it go. That's what God has done for us. What was he writing about? You need to understand healing was in the atonement. It was part of salvation. Part of salvation. You have to understand that. 
None of us will tolerate, if you're born again, none of us will tolerate sin in our body. But somehow we have been con- conditioned to tolerate sickness. We fight against sin in our lives, but not as much as against sickness. We don't consider it as being that evil. But I'm going to let you know, if you want to equate something with evil, then think about what Jesus did. Jesus couldn't just die for something that wasn't evil. Jesus also died for our sickness. He bore your sickness as well as he bore your sin. He's part of a whole. You can't accept one and leave the other. When you come to communion service, you don't just take communion by drinking the wine alone. And say, well, I've had communion. They'll say, what about the bread? You, you should eat the bread as well. Right? What's the, what's the blood, the, the wine for? That's for the blood, right? For your sins, forgiven, right? But what about the bread? The bread is for your healing. His body, he brought your sickness. So you, you have to have both of them to be complete. He's part of a whole. Sickness and sin. Look at what it says in Isaiah 54. Uh, 53, sorry. I've been in Isaiah 54 too much. <laughs> Verse 4. He says, surely, that's what Matthew quoted. Surely he has borne our grief. Please check your concordance. The word grief there means sickness. Surely Jesus bore your sickness. No doubt about it. He bore your sickness. Surely he bore it. That's what Matthew was referring to. Jesus fulfilled what was written by Isaiah in Isaiah 53. Surely he bore your sickness, your grief, and carried your sorrows. That word means pain. Check it. Go back home, pull it up. Check it. The word, they will tell you the root word in the Hebrew means pain. So if Jesus is born it, you can't bear it. You, can't, you will only bear it if you tolerate it. That's the truth. I'm not just speaking on my own. This is what God, the Word of God says. And God confirms His Word. Jesus said, if you can only believe, all things are possible. If you can only believe that, yes, God has cut off sickness from your life. Does that say you will never be sick? No, I didn't say that. You can't say you will never be tempted, right? You just don't yield. You just don't yield. You fight it. Surely he has borne our sickness and carried our pains. Yet we esteemed him stricken and smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for your transgression. That's for your sin. He was wounded for your transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. What will deliver peace to us was placed on Christ. Where when you're sick you are not at peace. That's the truth. And nobody in your home is at peace. If you have a terminal disease, yes, unless they have trust in God, they can't be at peace. That's the truth. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him. God wanted us to have peace. So He put all the troubles of life on His Son so you can have peace. This was the atonement. Chastisement of our peace was upon Him. And by his stripes, we are healed. So basically, Jesus died for you to be well. Those stripes brought your healing. You see, the way I imagine it in my mind, you know, it's every stroke. You remember how painful? 
And that's like when he gets on his back, that's like an atomic bomb exploding in the presence of a disease to destroy it. Yes. Much more powerful than an atomic bomb. No disease will stand in the presence of that. Every stripe that came on his back, it's like a bomb. An atomic bomb went off against any disease in his path. That's the way I see it. So when you're prayed for, you were, that's, just imagine the bomb of God going off against that disease in your body. He says, I can't stand this. This is too much. It's all gone. He took our sickness. That's the truth. And Peter could not talk about uh, salvation without bringing in healing because he was part of the same. It's part of that salvation. Part of it. First Peter 2.24 Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we having died to sin might live for righteousness. Who are we living for? <laughs> for righteousness. You know what? You can go back to... Um, Romans chapter 6, he says we are slaves of righteousness. So you're living for righteousness. You're serving righteousness. I like that scripture. It frees you. Because you're serving righteousness, not sin. I'm not sin conscious. Righteousness conscious. But now, Paul added, I mean uh, Peter added, by whose stripes you were healed. I can't talk about being saved from sin without talking about being healed in the body. They all go together. Your communion the bread and the wine they all go together and it will manifest itself in the natural once we step out in faith God is not a man that he shall lie neither the son of man that he shall repent both of them are evil if God says he'll do it if he has spoken he'll make it good sin and sickness are evil and Jesus came to to free us from both of them you know, if, if sickness, if God uses sickness to teach us a lesson, then love has become hate. Because when sickness comes into the home, he takes the whole home into captivity. If, if, you're, if it's your husband, if he's terminally sick and really weak, I can guarantee you the wife can't go to work. You stay home with that person. And then the children get frightened. They know they are about to lose their daddy. Meanwhile, the thief is taking all the finances. How can that be love? How can that come from God? Why would God allow something like that? The way people say God allowed it to teach me a lesson. Why would God allow something like that? What kind of lesson do you learn? Would you learn from that? I was sick. I went through all of it. I didn't know what lesson I learned except for the pain and all the needles that they had on me. I didn't remember any kind of lesson. What kind of lesson would God teach somebody? Would you put uh, HIV in somebody's mouth to teach your, your son's mouth to teach him a lesson because he will refuse to obey you? Oh, that's wickedness. I'll call CPS on you. You want to call CPS on God? That's stupid. But that's what we've been taught. That's how we believe. We don't say it, but subconsciously we believe this crazy stuff. Both of these things are evil. And God made sure His Son paid fully for all of them so that you can stay well. If you believe it, you can stay well. 
I know a man that is 70 years old, he doesn't, have, he doesn't use glasses. And you have to run up to catch up, catch up with him. Because he has believed the scripture, he needs to stay strong. He doesn't care about what the people are saying and what the doctor said. He stays with it. Now, let me let you know this. If you're sick in your body and the doctor says you'll die, you won't die. Unless Jesus is dead again. Jesus is alive. If you believe it, you'll live. And whatever is trying to cut your life, I will die. That's just the truth. You know, the doctors give you the facts. But that's not the truth. And the doctors will describe everything they see. And they're right. But the truth is, by his stripes, I am healed. And Jesus said, when you find the truth, the truth will set you totally free. You read of fear. I'm not going to die. I'll leave. Tell the doctor. I'll come back to five years from now and shake your hands. He says, I think you're crazy. We'll know. We'll tell who's crazy. But God came to heal all of them. Sin and sickness are hated by God. You remember the story, and I don't want to go into it. I just talk about it because I have other things to do. Now, you remember the man that they brought to Jesus? His four friends brought him to Jesus. They were unlike Job's friends. Okay. <laughs> they, they tore the roof, and they brought the man through. And you know what the man wanted? What? Well, right? You know, he wanted healing. But what did Jesus say to him? The Bible said when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, Son, your sins are forgiven you. And that was all he said to the man. Well, somebody interrupted him, right? I don't know if Jesus would have said anything else based on that scripture. I, I, in my mind, I believe all Jesus would have said was, well, your son, your sins are forgiven you. And then be quiet. And the next thing you know, the guy will stand up and walk out of the place. Yes. It was because they were doubting. And they said, who can forgive sin? Who can forgive sin? Except God. And Jesus said, why are you thinking evil in your, your heart? He said, which is more difficult to say? To say, your sins are forgiven you. Or to say to the man, rise up, take up your bed and go home. Well, no one is really easier to say. But the first one, you couldn't see it. So it, was, it, would, it would be easier to say. I can come in here and say, hey, your sins are all forgiven. Uh, who's going to challenge me? <laughs> can you see sins forgiven? You can't. So Jesus said, well, the, other, the second one is harder to say. So he said, now, that you may know that the Son of Man has the power to forgive sins. Now, take up your bed, go home. <laughs> the guy took up his bed and went home. Well, what's the lesson in that? Jesus is connecting sin to sickness. Once you are forgiven your sin, sickness ought to leave. The only way it will stay is because my, my people perish for lack of knowledge. The one and the same. That's what he did. Every time he puts them together. He puts them together. Isaiah put them together. He was wounded for our transgression. By his stripes we were healed. When you take the communion, Paul said if you do the communion wrongly, you get sick. 
And you may even die. Again, God is connecting the communion with sickness and death. You know, Isaiah 33, verse 24. <coughs> it says, And the inhabitants will not say what? I am sick. We are part of the kingdom of God. And when we become a part of God's kingdom, we shouldn't be saying, I am sick. Why? The people who dwell in it will be forgiving their iniquity. Once your iniquity is forgiven, you can no longer say, I am sick. So God says, let the weak say, I am strong. So what should you say if you feel sick? By his stripes, I am healed. And your body says, can you feel this pain, son? You're lying. So that's the fact. But the truth is, by his stripes, I am healed. We walk by faith and not by feelings. By his stripes, I am healed. You know why we're not seeing a lot of healing in the church? Because of the kind of message we're hearing. How many people will be saved if, if you tell them that, well, I tell you what, my friend, I, I know God wants to save you, but it may not be the right time for you to be saved. So, meanwhile, I want you to be patient in this adulterous, or whatever you're doing. You know, keep on doing this evil that you're doing. Keep on smoking cocaine, you know. Keep it up. It was on. And, 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 and after God has seen that you have learned your lesson, He will deliver you from the cocaine. Be patient in smoking your cocaine. Because God is trying to teach you a lesson. The guy will say, hey, what do you go? Thank you, Jesus. I'm going on. You mean God is going to save me when he will? So yeah, but you have some money for cocaine. I got to go get it now. Man, you won't say that. Why? Because Jesus died for his sin, right? And bore his sin, right? You won't do that. But that's what you hear. God is trying to teach you a lesson through this sickness. You remember Paul's tongue? Remember you had him? Well, you cannot have Paul's tongue unless you got as great a revelation as Paul had. He said, I saw things that no man could see, no man should see. And for that reason, God gave me a tongue in the flesh. But if you really examine it, the tongue in the flesh is not what is more sickness. Paul named everything except sickness. But people who want you to believe that God wants to put sickness on you will tell you those lies. How can God put sickness on His Son on the cross and then take the same sickness and put it on you? Why would God take sin from His Son and put it on you to teach you a lesson? That's the lie we've had. We've let this thing slip. That's why we're having a difficult time. You know, in Hebrews chapter 2, He tells us, verse 1, it says, Therefore we must give more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. The word drift away 
the picture that is given there is leak. Like putting water in a vessel that has holes. He says, it'll leak away. That's, that's the picture that's given. We must give more earnest heed to the things we have heard. Because if not, it will leak and it will be gone. And we'll be speaking fables in the church and what we truly believe. Well, I don't believe God heals anymore. Well, tear that page from your scripture. Tear it from your Bible. It says, For the word spoken through angels proved steadfast. That was Old Testament. God used angels to speak. And every transgression and disobedience received the just reward. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord Himself, and was confirmed to us by those who heard Him? God also doing what? Bearing witness. Both with signs and wonders. When we don't let the word slip and we speak the word because it was spoken first by the Lord, not an angel, but by the Lord Himself, God Almighty Himself. And then the apostles who were with Him carried the same thing, and you can see that in Acts how the people were healed and how the shadow. He says, when we carry those words and we speak those words, the Lord Himself will confirm the word with signs and wonders. So every time we speak the word, God confirms it. I know God is going to heal this man and I have no doubt about it. I've seen it over and over. I don't know when he does it. He's, do- he's doing it right now. He's doing it right now. Because he doesn't change. We have to hate sickness as much as we hate sin. Fight it. Especially when it begins to take hold of your life. Sometimes we allow little things, you know, maybe a little sin. But before long, he starts taking a hold, he gets a life of his own. And you know he's going to destroy you. So you fight. If you sin, you know you're not going to go there anymore. I don't want this anymore. I started slowly, now he's taking over my life. Everything, all I'm thinking of is that one thing that I know is wrong. He started just very little. It's the same thing with sickness. First it starts with a little headache. And you take the pill to maybe to, to, to deal with it, but it's okay to get the pill. But when it begins to have a life of its own, and you know it's trying to destroy you, then you start you begin to fight. No, 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 I'm not going this way. Especially when the doctors begin to tell you, there's really nothing we can do. I'll really fight that. Because the word of God must be fulfilled. Do not forget your benefit. That's what the word of God says. Don't forget your benefits. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all, how many of His benefits? All of His benefits. Don't forget them. God is saying to you, you have a benefit. Who forgives, how many of your iniquities? All your iniquities. Who heals? All your diseases, it doesn't matter what you have. He heals. I'm not going to, I am not even your example. I stay with the word. Amen. This is the truth. I'm not going to live by a man's experience. I live by this book. Amen. And if this book cannot make me, let me die. But I'm so confident of the master that I serve. I don't have to fear or roll in my bed. I am confident of him. 
And I know He's here this morning to make you well. God wants to heal you this morning. The Lord wants to heal you. Let Him heal you. Let Him heal you. James was so bold. Is any sick among you? Take care of the problem. I don't want any sick person in my house. God says, Is any sick among you? Call for the elders of the church. Let them anoint with oil. We say, Well, we know some of them that are filled. That's the challenge in the church. And I'm, 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 I'll face it. I can face the opposition, but I will fight. And I will always win. I will always win. Because I got my captain with me all the time. I won't lose the battle. When you're in a battle, sometimes you go down. (laughs) But I win at the end. The enemy is defeated. It's time for you to receive your healing. If you're sick in the body, maybe check yourself. I'm sure you, God has already healed you. God, it's time to get your healing. Today is the day. Today is the day. Let me give this quick opportunity to those that don't know Christ as Savior. Before we start praying for the sick, it's so important. I used to tell them in Africa and in the United States too, why will God heal you? So that you have more strength to go sin against Him? If you're not going to serve Him. You're weak. You're sick. God can do much now. You want God to heal you, so you run back out and say, My God has made me strong. Let's bring all this sin. No. You got to serve Him. Sin is dangerous. It's a door for all kinds of evil to come into your life. You don't want to go there. So if you don't know Christ as your Savior, today is the day. I have a very simple miracle prayer that you can pray with me and God will save you. I know you leave this place without a doubt. Your sins will be forgiven. No doubt about it. So if you don't know Christ, this is an opportunity for you to know Him. This great Master. I've been serving Him for over 30 years now. And this is just a lot of pleasure for me. It's probably 32 years. It's a great joy for me. Great joy for me. I'm so happy. Not because I'm a pastor, but He made me a child. His, his son. I'm so glad. God wants to save you. If you've seen one thing, the Bible says you've seen all of them. You've done all of it. If you are that person this morning and God is speaking to you, God is calling you to come back home, I will give a count of three. All you have to do is raise your hand and let God see your hand that you are truly serious with Him. That from this very day you want to serve Him with all of your heart. When God sees that and we pray, your sins will be forgiven. All of it will be forgiven. At the count of three, would you bow your head with me? If you're here and you say, I want to know Christ. I want my sins forgiven. I want, I want God to give me a new life. I want to start life all over again. I want to know God. I bow your head with every head bow, eyes closed. If you are that person, at the count of three, I want you to just raise your hand up and put it right down quickly. Are you ready? Are you ready? God is here with us. You may not understand everything, but all you have to do is raise your hand and be serious with God and watch Jesus come into your life and make you a new person. Are you ready? At the count of three, would you raise your hand? One, 
two, three. Put your hand up right now. Is anyone here? Put your hand. Put your hand up. So have a house that's full of believers. Amen. Now, if you're sick in the body, oh, please rise. Rise, rise. Everyone, rise to your feet. I believe God wants to heal you this morning. Especially if you are His child. You shouldn't be tolerating any sickness. Forget what the doctors have said. You will live, you will not die. The way I put it, unless Jesus is no longer seated at the right right hand of the Father. That's the way Satan can get me. But he cannot. God is here with us. If you're sick in the body, get ready to get well. Would you come up here? Come with me up here. compassion on you today no doubt in my mind and today will be the end of whatever it is that's plaguing your life I don't care what it is God is going to do it please give room over here we can stretch back out this way please Please back this woman. I need our prayer partners to please come over. The Bible says he sent his word and his word healed them. His word is going to bring healing into your life today. No matter what it is. I'm going to share this one last thing before we start to pray. Some man said, I'll just let God have his way. If it's the will of God to heal me, he'll heal me. I know that for sure. See, like a son doesn't know what is good for him. The father has to tell the little boy what's good and direct the child answer but if the father has made a promise to heal right that son has a right to expect healing you have a right to expect your healing today and whatever it is this is the end of it this morning now this is what I tell people you have to step out in faith the bible tells us is Jesus was with this guy who had a paralyzed hand, withered hand. Jesus looked at him and said, stretch out your hand. He didn't say, I'm healing you, stretch out your hand. He just said, stretch out your hand. What that is, is after you've been prayed for, act your faith. Act your faith. Just like Jesus said to the man, go to the pool and wash. 
That was it. It felt nothing. It just listened. It did it. And they came back saying. So do what you couldn't do before. Do what you couldn't do before. I tell them if your leg is hurting. After prayer, don't even wait. Immediately start kicking. I've seen people who are lame. They just start walking. They start they, they heal. Go down if you can. If it's your back, immediately just go down. If you do that, you'll find the pain is gone. It's called a miracle. You don't know how it happened. It's, just, it's a miracle. So immediately demonstrate the miracle that you believe you received. Go down. And you'll find that the pain is gone. That's the way it is. He does it in a split second. You may feel something. You may not feel anything. But God remains true to His Word. And His Word is being fulfilled in your life right now. I'm going to pray for every one of you before I allow the uh, prayer partners to pray for you. I want you to put your hand where you hurt. Whatever it is. Put your hand where you're hurting. Place your hand wherever you're hurting. Spirit of the living God, I thank you. I know you're here today. You are confirming the words of Jesus with signs following. I know no sickness is able to stand before you. No sickness is able to stand before us. All the days of our lives. No sickness. No disease. Lord, I believe you have given me the authority. I know that you've given me the authority over every sickness, over every disease. You gave that authority to me by your word. And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, I see you right now healing your people. I see you taking the pain away. I see you destroying infection. I see you healing the stomach right now. I see you healing the headache right now. I see you taking the chest pain away. I see you healing the emotional pain. I see you healing the cancer right now. I see you destroying every aberrant cell in the bodies of your people. I see you healing the eyes of your people right now. I see you healing the organs of your people right now. You're touching them right now. You're healing them. You're taking the pain away. You're taking the sickness away. You're killing the infection. You're destroying the infection. Lord, I see you working carefully with your people to give them life, to destroy the pain, and to destroy the sickness. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke every spirit of infirmity. I commend you in the name of Jesus, of Nazareth, my Lord and my Savior. I commend you. Take your hands off people the people of God. Be healed in your body right now. In the name of Jesus. Receive your healing right now. By the power of the name of Jesus. I come against every sickness. Receive your healing. By the stripes of Jesus, you were healed and you are now healed in Jesus' name. Pain, go away. Headache, go away. Cold, go away. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Amen. Prayer partners, begin to pray for the people. And check yourself. If you can't move, move. Check yourself because God is healing you. God is healing you. Thank you, Jesus. Expect them to be healed. Expect them to be healed. Expect them to be healed. Glory to God.